This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com It's Swindon Town. Good day to you, Joe. Good day, Rich. How are you? How are you faring after quite a frantic end of yesterday? Smug, very smug, very smug because. Usually, well, for the last week, we've been high-fiving each other virtually over the notion that the, the presses have moved back to Thursday. So we were like, yes, get in. And then late afternoon, early evening yesterday, I sent you a message going, I think we need to wait, wait until tomorrow. And you were like, no way, man, let's go. And I was like, no, I think we need to wait. And I think, I think, Joe, I was right. Yeah, I reckon you you made the right call. I think the tone of this would have been very different, certainly on my end, had we done it then. Um, you know, things soon became clear why you were why you were saying that. But yeah, as as it's turned out, the the move to Thursday hasn't really changed our recording schedule, at least for this week. Not for this week, but you can sure as hell bet it will be going forward because oh, it's just so much better, isn't it, for us? So. There's loads to talk about, a little bit of negative, and then we're going to focus on the chaos that was last night, the glorious chaos that was Thursday night, transfer deadline day, and then we go with whatever else we can pick out from the presser that hasn't dated. Yeah, obviously that's the, the danger of, the, of your deadline day press conference, which we seem to have a lot of um, right now, um, is that things are... You have to ask questions that very soon go out of date. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, it, it was it was pointed out. I mean, you can take all the credit for this, Joe, that we predicted 
last week would finish 2-0 and then everything would go crazy on Tuesday. It, it feels like a heck of an achievement to make such a bold prediction, but having watched that uh, fans forum, maybe <laughs> maybe it was the easiest prediction. Yeah, I think well, possibly clean sheet aside, that that one felt a bit like an open goal, really, True, in, terms yes. of, in terms of predicting it. You know, I, I, I didn't necessarily have the thing that came before the fans forum in on my mind when I said that, but I think I think it was always going to happen that way, one way or another. Yeah, and we and we do have to start with the forum. There's an episode with Sam. Listen to it if you haven't already. He, he does a great job in articulating what many people are feeling without being aggressive or mean or anything like that. So it's well worth listening. We've got to cover it, Joe, because it was discussed in this presser. Firstly, a correction. Um, in the last episode, I mentioned that Zav Austin was there. I was told that, that there were sightings of him. Um, I have since been told that he wasn't there. Apologies. Joe, shall we just put it down to a um, small administrative error? I, I think everyone has to accept that, uh, you know, these errors happen and we own up to them and uh, we try and do better. That, that's, you know, at the end of the day, we're all humans. We make mistakes. So I'm not sure anyone can hold a grudge against you, Rich. I certainly hope not. I certainly hope not. So Gavin Gunning was asked about his contribution to the fans forum and I think generally he was quite good when you when you have opinions right and they're not the the most positive opinions about the operation of the football club <laughs> when you hear your interim manager your head coach your manager whoever defiantly defends their employer which is perfectly understandable it sort of makes the toes curl I want Gavin Gunning to succeed because I'm a Swindon fan and I want Swindon succeed succeed I want there to be a miracle of 23-24 I want pride to be restored and we saw the club make great steps to achieve that on deadline day but when Gavin Gunning talks about this I'm just like oh and then I feel like one of those people that, that go online and tell footballers they should stick to football instead of politics because I'm like, oh, I just want to know if Tom Clayton's fit from you. Please, Gavin Gunning. I don't I don't want to hear about how great Clem Morfuni is. Yeah, I think that's that's fair enough. Clearly, um, clearly Gunning, and I was talking with this in someone in the office yesterday that you know, people really like a lot of what Gavin Gunning says, but it feels like he, he goes to an unnecessary extent to defend Clem Morphooney, I think everyone would be perfectly happy for him to to stick up for his boss, but it always feels like he goes a little bit further than than is than is would be strictly needed in in defence of that, and he would get away with. Um, so yeah, obviously on this, he were this is pro- he, weirdly on a deadline day. This is probably the most discussed part of the press conference where he's where he talks about um, uh, people not necessarily having the best. Um, interests of the club at heart um obviously he was he was specifically referring to uh, the gentleman in the corner by the bar i think uh, more than anything else but he was uh he um he, people obviously didn't enjoy that because obviously a lot of people share those same opinions um and then obviously he he talks about uh again his kind of personal experience of of clem morfuni and and the amount of work he is doing to help Swindon Town and the vision that he can see and um, the signings that Swindon would go on to make, that he said that he was backing them um, really well with. And and that, and so he, he, he went again, once the second executive week, very staunch with that defence, um, which clearly people 
people aren't necessarily on board with because like you say it, it does feel a bit like stay out of politics which which never really makes any sense but uh, it's, it just makes him a bit harder to like, I think, when when he sort of in is so in support of someone who is fairly unpopular. Yeah, you've put it way better than I did. And my big concern, other than the bigger picture stuff, is that the fans are worryingly divided on various things. And again, Thursday night helped paper those cracks or amend some of those issues. Nothing has changed the squad has got a little bit bigger. We look a little bit better than we did without Young and Kemp. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was it just is uncomfortable reading because that is avoidable. They're allowed to have opinions. Don't get me wrong, but there's a game that can be played here um, that helps you ultimately get all the fans on your side, and that's what we want from from Swindon Town, the playing side of things at the moment. There was one thing that he had to address. Uh, from the fans forum, which I thought was a brilliant quote. I was really on board with it. And that was Gavin Gunning's attitude towards League Two. He said it was out of context, but, you know, that's that's a bit like the Trust saying that there are people you can't say no to and claiming that was taken out of context. I don't think there was much context to be taken out other than the fact that he was responding to a question he didn't really like. Yeah, I, I, I think the context was, was pretty clear. Obviously, this is his attempt to to walk those statements back a little bit. So obviously it was on it was on the internet. People have tweeted about it, talked about it. He's he's probably been had a few texts from other people, other managers perhaps, saying like what the hell kind of thing. But um and he's he kind of walked back the League Two is is a bad league, naughty word. Um but um Andrew was um uh, gonna have to go into the editing studio to remove for when it goes broadcast on the BBC. Um and uh, said, you know, he was like, no, I, I, you know, obviously League Two isn't bad. I was, I was responding to a to a question that that said they were bad, and I was, I was trying to talk up our performance in a slightly contrived way. Um, and then, you know, obviously he was talking a bit about playing away from home as well uh, throughout the press conference, which was was one of one of Vic's very good questions on on the fans forum evening as well. Um, and then uh, saying, you know, obviously it's really tough everywhere you go, and I've I've always felt that, and uh, and I'm, so uh, <laughs> I've never said anything different other than when I did. And I'm pretty sure he's actually referenced it, you know, League Two players not being very good multiple times. It's not like it's it's, it's not like it's new, so for something for him to have said. So yeah, he was, um, you know, again again a bit like you. I, I quite liked that he said that because it's a, it's a strongly held opinion I've had for a while that. Um, I think I said at the start of last season, someone got quite annoyed at me, like a League Two Twitter account, because I said that at the end of the day, you didn't need to be that good. Uh, but it, it may, may come across as disrespectful, but at the end of the day, it is it is kind of true. Yeah, we're we're, we're a mid-table League Two side. We're not. Gavin Gunning's not saying we're the we're the rose in the crack of the pavement here. It, it, League Two is terrible. It is. You know, we choose to follow a, a football team that at this moment in time, happens to be in League Two. It doesn't mean that we have to say it's the best. And I always love reading and listening to fans try and suggest that like our level is better than the Premier League because it's real football. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's clearly not, not close on a footballing level to the Premier League. We've seen that whenever, in the very rare occasions, we get to play those kind of sides. And whenever you, know, you go and watch them, you're like, okay, so this is basically a different sport then. Um, League two, League Two is just not that good. Uh, Swindon are a not very good football team. We've said this many a time on 
on the pod, you'll have said it, you know, probably countless times um, talking talk about it. We're a not very good team and a not very good league. And that's kind of what makes it frustrating. Yes, but we hope for an improvement. And one other point before we start dipping into deadline day and well, the month as a whole, Gavin Gunning was asked about the the farce of the of the latest EFL charge. He has one pitch, doesn't he? He delivers all of his answers in one way, whether he's joking, whether he's being serious. His comments on the embargo were brilliant. Uh, wound a good few fans up, but. Later in the day, he would be proved kind of right on this front. Yeah, it was kind of the, the why are you booing me? I'm right uh, meme where he's, you know, he said, but at the end of the day, we, we probably weren't going to pay money for players anyway. So the Barco, you know, it, it hasn't really impacted things. It makes things that probably makes things more difficult negotiating wise for Jamie Russell because you have less options. But, um, you know. Uh, as he said, going uh, said that other than sort of your Wrexhams or Stockports, no one's paying money for players anyway. So your 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 pool a pool of talent wouldn't are going to be shopping in is largely what it was going to be, and it was just about getting getting the right players, and eventually uh, it, it seems like they managed to do something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So talk me through your deadline day because there was a lot of sympathy going your way because of the lack of noise. <laughs> so, you know, was it was it 14 hours of just sat twiddling your thumbs and then chaos at the end? Talk me through it. More or less, yeah. It was, well, I was in the office until seven, with the exception of being at the press conference, just sort of waiting for anything when um, you know, an incident may or may not have happened around half four, but uh, we don't talk about that. Um, waiting for, for things to be done, asking questions of people to see where things are and you're getting a lot of sort of well not really responses back and then and then all of a sudden I, I get home and uh, start making jokes about Harry McCurdy and then within about half an hour that becomes a very very real possibility and suddenly everything's very hectic all of a sudden and from uh, probably about nine o'clock onwards uh, it was a it was an incredibly frantic uh, few hours um, just to get everything done and everything was you know, going across multiple different platforms, making sure that everything's set and ready to go. And then eventually everything filtered through for everyone else. So that was, you know, I, I, I think I said it a few times on the day, but you know, I really quite enjoy following deadline days so to actually do one and it be, you know, by Swindon standards, actually probably quite a good deadline day. Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Good. Let's go through, the month then so just to give an idea of where we're at so leaving the club from late December to now was Murphy Mahoney, Dan Kemp, Jake Young and Ben Ward all returning to their parent clubs and from the the rest of the squad permanently leaving was Romeo Hutton, Lewis Ward and Liam Kinsella. Coming in was the returning, and we do still count him, even if it was to bolster the numbers previously. Ricky Aguilar returned from Worthing. Coming in on loan was Dawson Devoy, Connor McCarthy, Zach Elbuzedi, and Harry McCurdy. And coming in permanently, Jack Bycroft, Paul Glatzel, Pharrell Johnson, Aaron Drinnan, more of him later, as to Sean McGurk. Very, very busy. But we'll start with Zach Albuzedi because I kind of felt sorry for Albuzedi because he was announced on Tuesday and 
it was like a surprise signing. Nobody, there was no rumor churn, no rumor mill churn for this one. He's joined on loan from AIK, who play in Sweden, a youth international for the Republic of Ireland, representing them across the age groups from under 15s to under 21s. He was a member of Lee Powers Waterford for a small time, and he's played in the EFL with Lincoln and Bolton, securing promotion from League Two with Bolton. He's also played in Scotland with Inverness, Caledonian Thistle and Elgin. He is a midfielder. He was announced. The negativity arrived about an hour later, which felt very, very planned. So he was kind of used as a, but look, we have this man. Yeah, I mean, we were all expecting the sort of make-weight signing to just move over the fans for him a little bit and he got completely lost in the source because of an hour later I think I'd only just because at that time we were thinking you know that's our back for for the day so it had to be 400 words on Zach Elbazetti with with no quotes in it because they hadn't been released yet so I just sort of just finished working on the actual Elbazetti story and then we get the the tip off okay so this is about to happen now um, and then you know there was there was no time to breathe on him at all, so it did. It he did feel a little bit, a little bit bad that, that I, I don't know how much he would have been looking at Swindon socials, but uh, he didn't really feature on them for very long. The plus side, from what I've been reading and absorbing, you know, I don't really get involved with YouTube compilations because, well, they have an agenda. He's rapid. He's meant to be very, very pacey. But if you read what experts of Swedish football are saying. Uh, he's 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 fast is what they'll say but why is he at Swindon well he only played seven times in their league last season uh, reduced to a lot of uh, unused substitute appearances if that's the thing um, from their bench so he hasn't played much football which hopefully he's nice and preserved and I always think back to Williams Cocolo he didn't play for half a century and he adapted pretty well so we have to just see how he goes yeah, I think that that's going to be the way. It, it feels like he's not played a ton of football anywhere he's been, with the exception of Waterford, really. Um, he always seems to be a bit in and out. But, you know, on, on what Gavin Gunning was talking about, again, he, he talks a lot about his pace. Um, he, he sort of kept starting a new sentence and then would eventually end it by talking about his pace again. So clearly that's mm-hmm. his, kind of his standout attribute. Um, you know, he's, he was like, he brings a big pace, dynamism, and he's, he's pretty clever, but also he's really fast when he's got the ball at his feet. So that was that was kind of, that's clearly the idea. I think we saw that against Bradford in terms of wanting to exploit space in behind by using the pace of the forwards we've already got. So he does feel like a good fit in that, um, in that kind of style. And, you know, Gavin Gunning was saying that the level of pace that this squad now possesses, which it We'll get on to one or two others that maybe add to that as well. Um, that it could be a, a potential recipe for disaster for other teams in this league because, uh, generally speaking, it's it is quite tough to deal with pace. I want to see that pace, and I want to see that pace go in for our centre forwards who should be ready to thrive off that sort of uh, potential. But we'll see. So we welcome Al Buzedi to Swindon and it's a great surname so if it all goes wrong we've got a great surname and that is very important to many fans it, it appears oh yeah I'm all in he's, he's a, got a great name he's got you know a, a, <laughs> a slightly fun background signing a player from AIK 
Um, you know, he, he can. He's, he's got potential to be a cult hero. I reckon he's he's got all the hallmarks of it, especially being a player with one sort of very standout attribute like pace. Then it all went a little bit skew with, and with good reason, I might add. Um, and then things went a little bit quiet as we approached deadline day, and that's where we get to now. We're not going to go in the order of signings. We'll start with Sean McGurk, who arrives on a permanent transfer from Leeds United, previously of Wigan Athletic Youth. He he moved to Leeds a year or so ago. Um, Lots of outrage from ITK Leeds United fans, but they had strong opinions about Jordan Stevens. That didn't come to fruition. Hasn't played senior football beyond the EFL trophy as of yet. Given that he plays in Harry McCurdy's position, Joe, I kind of think he was brought in maybe as cover and possibly to learn from McCurdy and and take the baton next season when McCurdy returns to Hibernian. But a, a one for the future, I imagine. Yeah, I imagine they're hoping that no one will notice when McCurdy goes back and McGurk goes into replace him possibly will be down to Deedpole to change his name to McGurkey just to make it even even more incongruous but yeah he feels a bit like the the uh the the Pharrell Johnson of the attack in many ways so they've got you know now they have quite a few more experienced options but he's a guy who's played minimal first team football as you mentioned I think he's played four matches in the FL trophy um I, I think two of them were the full 90 minutes so he's he's got a little bit of experience. His PL two record is very good, um, uh, but that's that's never. It's quite tough to really um, to translate that. Sometimes it's tough to know who's going to make that step up, depending on what they got. But he's got you know, very little pressure on him to really come in and and um, and make an impression straight away because of the other signings and you know, Swindon now all of a sudden have quite a lot of depth in attack, which they didn't have uh, three days ago. Um, and uh, you know they were, I quite enjoyed throughout deadline day because for most of it I had some time uh, reading through not the top twenty sort of transfer analysis and they seem pretty pretty high on Sean McGurk and what he could add as a player moving forward. So it you know it seems like when when you can get him on a, on a permanent deal like I wasn't just expecting it to be when it first comes through, but another contract we've taken over it seems like. Um, he should hopefully have have something to offer and you know give a bit more uh, longevity beyond just this season. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Next up is Aaron Drinnen. Extraordinary that a teaser for this signing happened after the announcement of the signing. I'm sure there was uh, some frustrations behind the scenes on that one, but we we should know a little bit about Aaron Drinnen, shouldn't we? He signed from Leighton Orient. Most Swindon fans will remember that he. Uh, Helped destroy Swindon in a 4-1 loss a couple of seasons ago. He scored a brace in that. He's, uh, he also played against us for Ipswich Town. I think that was in the Twine game where DJ and Twine on TV did the business. What a goal that was. He was a pivotal cog in their promotion season, but he's gone off the boil. Uh, if you read around again, Orient fans desperate for that for them to offload Drinnen, but a lot of sympathy and then the dreaded if it wasn't for injuries phrase. So welcome to the club, Aaron Drinnen. Yeah, as you say, he kind of had that really strong. Another one with ties to Waterford as well, in case anyone wants to bank up any more conspiracy theories. We're here for them and also just same agents as well. That, that The agent from Waterford is the uh, soup of the day for this transfer window. Yeah, those are the links. We sort of have 
if if you want to go on transfer market, two agents essentially decide all of our transfers, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, he's he had that much like Lake Norrington did that season under Kenny Jacket, which kind of culminated that night um, it, at Brisbane Road with the four-one, where he was pretty spectacular alongside Harry Smith, and the two of them were were in blazing hot form. And then for some reason, after demolishing Swindon, completely fell off a cliff. And, you know, he, he played a decent amount of football last season, but was never the same under Richie Wellens as he was under Kenny Jacket. So, you know, clearly having, I think you mentioned um, off mic that he'd not played since November. So clearly someone who hasn't necessarily made the step up to League One quite so well. And um, But at this level, he seems like a good striker. You'd imagine he's coming in to, to mostly to be the, the foil to Charlie Austin, give him the time off that Gavin Gunning has mentioned he thinks he requires so he, he seems like you know, given that the other option seemed to be Tom Nichols although now we know that was never really a possibility because Mansfield ended up paying a fee for him um, he seems like actually quite a good option who you know if, if you can recapture that form is someone who can score goals and let's be honest we, we can't as Swindon fans be sniffy about poor goal scoring records because we have kind of a good record of turning duds into studs when it comes to goals. Speaking of which, Harry McCurdy. Hey Yes, Harry McCurdy emerged. I had a lot of fun with this on deadline day on social media. Kind of accidentally, it happened. Dearest cousin Mikey, Hibs fan up in Edinburgh, uh, he's been on the pod as you, as most of you will remember, uh, sent me a screenshot of the Daily Record tweet saying that McCurdy was or was going out on loan. So I decided to retweet that using the phrase, here we go, forgetting that that phrase is used by a popular, well, an addict of transfers. In a couple of WhatsApp groups, I went, ha look, it could happen. And then one of my pals went, yeah, it's happening. And I was like, oh. And then I was like, oh, oh, okay, it's happening. Fine, brilliant. Here we go. And then I sort of backtracked and then decided to have fun. With it, but even though it's the daily record, I had scooped you, Joe. Like I zumped you. You did, you did beat me to that one because um, I, I think you know. Obviously, you got you got to the punch first with that one. And I sort of was joking at this, uh, sh- shortly afterwards on the live box so, uh, Apparently, Harry McCurdy's moving to League Two. What if what if we were in on that? And that's at the point where you can kind of see the numbers on the live blog really start to kind of ramp up um, throughout the evening, and then you know over the course of about. 20 minutes that that went from uh wouldn't this be funny haha he's probably signing for Wrexham to um actually this this could very well be happening and 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 then it did and uh it was it was it was this was kind of the really fun part of the evening where you know you're like it feels like we're stocking up really heavily on attackers there might be some other other needs here but you know if if we're gonna go go down like this and flirt with flirt with the the worst league finish. Let's let's try and have a bit of excitement. And frankly, who better for Morfuni to try and turn some of the more neutral people within the fan base and to sign someone like Harry McCurdy because he's he's got that just a, a, the level of cult status and heroism within the fan base that very few players who would be available to us do. It, it's a pure Morfuni signing nostalgia-ridden, popular centre-forward, January transfer window. Who are we going to sign next year? Poor old Scott Twine, if, if his career 
falls off a cliff, maybe, I don't know. I, I don't really want to lean towards the cynical here because it's a huge signing um, in terms of the morale of the fan base. I wasn't the biggest fan of Harry McCurdy uh, when, when he was at the club, but it's you cannot ignore the power of this signing and what it could be. I, know, I don't know if I'm expecting him to score 22 goals in, in 40 games again, or you know, the equivalent, 10 goals in 18 or what have you. They were struggling to sell 200 tickets for Newport and those tickets aren't there anymore. And, and the reason for that is what happened on deadline day and McCurdy plays a large percentage of that alone. Yeah, he's, you know, he's kind of a big deal when I'm messaging my editors who aren't Swindon fans and going, uh, by the way, it looks like McCurdy's about to sign. Um, and, that, and, they've, and they've both gone, oh, oh my God, that's, that's kind of huge for us. Um, so that's the kind of impact he had at this club before, um, you know, it's, he's, <laughs> he's obviously had a, a lot of, a lot of difficulties since with the Hibernian move not going so well. And then obviously the difficulties he's had having cardiac surgery this year from in the summer as well, which is kind of just coming back from, but you know, there's, there's no one, as, as I said, there's no one to really put a pep in the step like McCurdy that we, we could have got and, and you know, I was, I'm all all of a sudden thinking, should I buy a shirt with McCurdy on the back again? Just because he's got that he's got that level of of joy to him, like Austin did last year, as as you correctly point out the parallels to. It's uh, it is, it's just going to be a lot of a lot of fun, whatever way it goes. I think possibly unfair to expect him to do what he did before, but. We always know that McCurdy's a player that likes to feed off the fans, and if there's a fan base, it's going to be frothing at the mouth to see him again. It was this one. Yeah, I'd prefer the club to operate with competence than just go. Here's a popular centre forward from yesteryear to uh, <laughs> to enjoy. But cousin Mikey was saying, like, why are you happy? Or like, why is everyone happy? He's he's, he's pish, <laughs> you know, because he's seen he's seen like most fans that aren't Swindon fans have seen with Harry McCurdy. Sometimes it just doesn't click elsewhere. Hopefully that bond. And that's why it's important not to look at the cynical, not to go, well, it's a smokescreen. Well, this is Morphoonie just trying to hide things. This is about a bond between players and the fans. And that is something that has been lacking at Swindon recently. Yeah, it, it is all of those things. It is cynical. It is, you know, a kind of propaganda move by by the regime, if you will, um, to try and win back undecided fans who were leaning possibly probably the other way. But also at the end of the day, in football there is football is all about emotion. It's all about that feeling and that connection that you feel like you have with a player, even if you technically don't. And and you know, Harry McCurdy, it, it, it pe- people always say when these big players get moves to other clubs, like, well, you never know if it's going to be the same elsewhere and for, for generally speaking for McCurdy possibly the exception of Carlisle it never has been the same anywhere else other than when he was here and if we can even get 80% of what he was before then then that would be absolutely huge for for this season and for for the Morfuni regime moving forwards because of what that could potentially do for their season ticket sales which could have been massively jeopardized by everything else that's happening it, it, it really is a big transfer for Swindon in the short term. I would like him, if he, you know, he's scheduled to make his home debut next week against Salford, as long as he doesn't replicate what happened last time he played. Well, it was his last game at the county ground, wasn't it? The Salford game, wasn't it? When he got sent off 
Yeah, keeping away from any protein shakes on the day. I think that'll be the the key one as well, just just in case. But uh, <laughs> if he can if he can avoid that streak, which I, I don't think anyone's ever going to get out of him, then then that would also help. Yeah, and there are a few players left from his final games at Swindon. Tyree Shade would have been playing at that stage. Saidu Khan, Ricky Agua. So there's so there's still a few people he 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 can go. I know you, don't I? Yeah, it's, it's it's not going to be a completely different landscape, which for a lot of the other players who who left slightly sooner than him than it was going to be, especially with Lewis Ward walking out the door. You know, there's there's one or two familiar faces that he still knows, yeah. um, which uh, which might help him. Yeah, I think Blake Tracy was there at the end too. So there we go. Welcome back, Harry McCurdy. Uh, it's going to be quite the uh, the roller coaster, I'm sure. In terms of what fans wanted from this window position wise going into the last day i think people wanted center forward center forwards and they got that the two areas possibly missing that can be debated i think defensive midfielder there are players that can fill that role um adequately and then the right back which we do seem light on yeah the right back is is the interesting part of this cuz you know, you're kind of not really sure who can play there, with the exception of, I think, possibly two games due to food poisoning. Godwin Malifa has played every match this season, so his durability has seemed to be good so far. But he is kind of the only right back. Everyone else you would be playing out of position to go there. They've not really done it before. It would be, you know, Williams Kokolo was, I, I looked, I don't think he's ever played right back in his life. Um, obviously, you know, none of the centre-backs, on the, the, the right-sided ones, none of them have ever played right-back before. Um, you know, you, it's, it feels like it would be an awful lot to ask of Tyree Shade again to, to make him play even deeper <laughs> all of a sudden to, to play right-back. So it, it does feel like a bit of a glaring hole. Um, you know, you, you I guess you're, you're banking on Godwin Malifa, a manager to stay fit, and then um, praying to high heaven that, Michael Flynn was just bullying Brooklyn Genesini, and actually there is a semi-competent player there that Gavin Gunning can get out. Mm, well, we shall see, we shall see. So how do you rate this window then, Joe? So um, we're about plus three in terms of squad depth, and I'm including Ricky Aguilar's return when I say that. Um, so we're about plus three in terms of squad depth. There's a few areas where we're light to run. I said I would pace my fury um, in terms of the transfer window. I'm certainly glad I did. I, I tried to do that on all all elements of Swindon Town. It was it was much harder elsewhere than it was on on the pitch matters. But how would you rate this window? It's a difficult one to rate because we we do still have to take into account the fact that. We no longer have Dan Kemp and Jake Young. Um, they they do seem to have been replaced, but um, no one has. With I guess you know, no one has come in with the exception of McCurdy with with a record like the ones that those two had for this club this season. So that one's quite tough to rate. I think certainly up against expectations, which for me were completely in the doldrums uh, at the start of the month. I was not really expecting them to get nearly as much as they needed to done. I think they've. They've done a good job in, in particularly in forward areas and adding an awful lot of options for Gavin Gunning to pick through. Um, and then they've got made some some de- some good additions at the back as well, um, based on what we've seen from Connor McCarthy and Dawson Devoy seems to have slipped in quite nicely in midfield as well. 
in terms of what Gunning is looking for. So I, I, I think I would give it a 7 out of 10 if I were to rate it. I think particularly against what I was expecting. Um, it is They've done to the point where it is sort of tough to judge if we're stronger or weaker than we were at the start of the month. And going in, I was heavily expecting us to be clearly weaker. So I think in many ways that is particular that does feel like a success um success from from jamie russell and the rest of the crew hello everybody summer is here and when there's no swindon town i do enjoy using my favorite streaming services to watch you know the same old comedies i've watched a billion times before but hey i love it okay so don't judge alas being away overseas on holiday in the chateau means i have to go without some of those shows until i've returned home but no more NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month, and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash lowstrangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and the link is in the podcast episode description box. Enjoy your summer. Hi Pod fans, it's JR here. Enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell Outlet Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager Roy Evans. Yes, I know what you're wondering. Big Mac with medium fries. And admittedly, why Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1, well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with Muck Delivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The flick here is seized on by Johnny Williams for Swindon Town. On the scene now riding is McCurdy. McCurdy goes on! And they have a goal back! Up until last week, the season is very dead. And we're looking at having a worse season than the Ken Beamish season, the, the Beamish line, still very much prominent. And there's no guarantee that these signings change very much because there are 23 other teams in this division all with aspirations of improving or getting over the line so you know it's it's not plain sailing for Swindon now although I, I would say I'm I'm more positive that we can restore pride um, over the next 17 games but do you think with the additions that been made there's more pressure on gunning now in the sense that I think if you asked me a week ago, I think Gunning is seeing out the season, whatever happens, 17 games, win, lose or draw. Do you think now if he doesn't get a note from this squad, do you think there's more risk for him having to step aside for someone else? Um, I don't know if there's necessarily a risk to him this season. Um, I'm not sure Swindon, Clermont Fooney is going to pull that trigger unless things go very badly. Um, you know, I, But I do think expectations shifted from you know, as even, you know, at the start of this week, we were still probably thinking touch and go whether or not we can stay above the Beamish line. And I think now there there's going to be, from some people, I, don't, I think it will be going too far ahead. A cursory glance at, well, the playoffs aren't that far off. 
Um, I, I don't think we'll get there. I think possibly if we can scamper towards roughly where we finished last season, that will be probably a decent end to the season and um, and, a, and will be probably a decent vindication of the window as well. Um, but it, I do definitely think there's there certainly will be an awful lot more expectation that, you know, because before it was, yeah, but what players is he working with? And and now he has, you know, a, a couple of players, as I mentioned, who, who have at times scored goals at this level and have exciting quality who they've they, they've talked up in a, a great de- great degree. You know, Paul Glattel is now the poster boy for Swindon recruitment. And that's not me saying that, that's them saying that. They talked about him an awful lot on Tuesday night and they've they've got made more more attacking signings since. And it does feel like now he kind of has the tools to do more than just tread water. So I don't know. I think it probably makes it a bit a bit harder for him to get the job long term because there's now will be expectation that he can perform this job, but I don't think he's necessarily in danger of not seeing out the season. Paul Glatzel still is my guy. He's the one I'm most excited about and looking forward to seeing him again against Newport. Huge message from friend of the pod, Ben Hook, who says, Sean McGurk got me uh, to the Premier League on Football Manager with Town this season, six years down the line, admittedly. Uh, given what was said at the fans forum, that's that's Jamie Russell in the mud. Yeah, he's... Uh... As it turns out, it's exactly the same as football manager. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he'll be packing his bags in the morning. But, you know, Clem Wafuni said this club should be in the effing championship or Premier League. And, and clearly Sean McGurk has the quality to do that. Indeed, indeed. Right. There's a Joe zone. Shall we go to it? Let's go. We may have to get the swear jar out. That's fine. No problem, no problem. Okay, we're good. Um, obviously, with, with Newport coming off the back of that... You know, they obviously didn't beat Manchester United, but they gave them an excellent game. Do you think the confidence that can build plays into anything, or is it about kind of quickly switching the momentum of that? No, I think their confidence will be sky high anyway because they are unbeaten in eight. If I'm thinking something like that, is it? I might have heard wrong. I got half talks about so that could be a that could be false, but I um, yeah, I heard eight on talks about so don't blame me if that's wrong, but. No, I think it's a it's a false false economy. The Man U game is um, listen fantastic, fair play to them. But the cup, you see, made some beefs, which it's it's a different kettle of fish. And we're hoping that that obviously comes Saturday. It's an early kickoff. We're hoping they're a bit fatigued, which they probably won't be because their energy levels are outstanding. Yeah, um, talk to you about outgoings. Is that is that potential for? blindsiding there a bit like Jacob Wakeling would have been in the summer or is there anything going on at the moment for us yeah coming in or out uh, oh 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 sorry yeah. I don't know I hope not we'll see now we need to get rid of one or two as well it's fine and then there'd be players that aren't gonna play yeah. um, and then obviously with, with the youth team obviously playing tomorrow night Redman Evans was on the bench is that would he not be involved in the first team on on Saturday, he's playing in that game. I think there'll be an announcement soon, possibly. So, let's see. Thank you very much. Kind of forgot we were in a presser for a, for a while there. So, yeah, it's Lord Mayor's show stuff this weekend, hopefully, for Swindon at Newport. Newport, of course, gave Manchester United a game. Didn't seem like it was going to happen for a long time. Manchester United looked completely in control. Then Newport did what they do in the FA Cup. Unfortunately for them, Manchester United did 
get the uh, the win over the line. I, I do think there is a psychological edge sometimes after these games where you, you just plan and you get so excited and so prepared for this. And then mid-table Swindon come to town and it's a different beast. Newport showed in that game that they could really do some damage against Swindon this weekend. But I'm hoping Lord Mayor's show it will be. I, I, I do. I think there's got to be something in that because... It is it's just such a different experience for the players from one week to the next to be, you know, one week you're coming up against players who cost £100 million, um, you know, uh, validity of those transfer fees, um, particularly for Brazilian wingers, um, irregardless. And then all of a sudden you're coming up against a, a, a team that can't spend money and and it's, it's just a very different experience and that it probably makes it a lot harder for them to get up for up for the game. Um, I think you can it can always go one way or the other, where suddenly they take confidence from the fact that they've done that to Manchester United, um, and then they and then they kick on from there, or they uh, they struggle to to get over that sort of come down. Um, so you know, as, as you're saying, we're, we're we're hoping very very heavily for the latter. There were no uh, outgoings in the end, um, and you mentioned there Redmond Evans. Um, oh dear, Joe, you thought there was a goalkeeper coming, didn't you? Uh, no, I was playing a prank on people who were on Twitter. Um, yeah, that that was that was fun. I sincerely apologise to the club. Uh, that was a that was a an, another administrative error on my part. So uh, that was that was bad from me. I'll be honest. Whoopsie doodle, whoopsie doodle. These things happen, don't they? And it must have been up for what two seconds, but enough of those screen grabs. Yeah, I briefly thought I'd gotten away with it because for about a minute I was I was in heavy panic mode, but I didn't actually see anyone tweet it. And then they came through, and you're like, ah, oh, bollocks. And then uh, obviously the, the the message comes in about an hour later, like, what the hell is this? And um, t- Tail between legs, I, I apologise. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, that, that's what happens when you're trying to be prepared, apparently, that, uh, that things go awry. Because I was, as, as, as the screenshot details, I was, I was tweeting out something quite different to that at that point. Oops, we move on. So Newport County, the only one team have beaten them this year so far, and that has been Manchester United and Premier League banter merchants, I think that's what they're called, will say, what a disgrace that is to lose to Manchester United, I don't know. Excellent football Twitter discourse there, Rich. Thank you very much. I'm I'm learning. I'm learning as I try and step away from it. So since Boxing Day, they are unbeaten. Boxing Day, they beat Forest Green Rovers at home 4-2. Then back-to-back 1-1 draws, one at home to Crew, good result, and then one away at Sutton United, not so good. Then back-to-back wins. More recently, they have beaten Doncaster away, and then, well, the big one for them oh that's not fair is it you know it's it's, it's a big one because it's a great result it's a clean sheet it's a one nil win against Wrexham I'm not sort of joining that we put five goals past them for goodness sake but they're enjoying a good time of it so this this game is really really interesting I, I think we can lose three or four nil tomorrow and still be better than last year's showing even though that was two one because that was absolutely turgid Jody Morris's first game in charge Rashan Hepburn Murphy sent off but we did get a goal for Adeloy right at the end and of course you know I don't want us to lose three or four nil it was just so bad so cold and so middayish in terms of a football fixture that, that it was so flat 
it just made the uh, the the Jody Morris era doomed for failure because there was just no vibes whatsoever. It's looking like another sellout away end. There's lots of vibes. We don't know if McCurdy and Co are even going to be playing <laughs> this weekend. Oh, it's going to be good fun, isn't it? Yeah, I hope everyone's busting out the um, sunglasses and, and bucket hats they haven't touched for about 18 months because the boy's back in town on that one. Um, but yeah, as you say, it, it was quite a... We didn't know it at the time necessarily, but it was a pretty strong precursor for what the Jody Morris era would look like that day at Newport, which was just as just as turgid as, as was imaginable to be before Super Tommy bagged a surprisingly good goal right at the end. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, coming into it, Newport, as you say, there, as Gavin Gunning talked about uh, a lot there. They are in some pretty impressive form right now. They're one of the best sides in the league on current form. And, you know, as, as you mentioned, the big one for them, possibly more so than everyone else, because because Wrexham is is technically a Welsh derby. Um, they they seem to be manufacturing that in the documentary quite early on, I think. So, um, yeah, they've they, there is a little bit more to it than than just a regular league game, but they've they've shown against quite a few opponents that they are a, a proper team. So, seems a seems an ex- it could be an exciting one, although possibly the the possi- the, the possibility to dampen excitement from from last night very quickly no I, I understand why they lean on it being a derby because there are only a handful of welsh teams in the efl but at the same time it's like a saying going to Notts county as a derby really <laughs> that's going to be my flippant way of of calling it no angst about luke jeffcott from swindon fans now given the last 24 hours there were a few fans that were like or oh, could would have liked him back at swindon that hasn't happened, but we we await his inevitable tap-in. Yeah, he'll, he'll definitely he'll definitely score in this game, as as ten ex players tend to. So, um, which is why we need to get Harry McCurdy out there because he has the Newport links himself. Um, but yeah, uh, any sort of I want to Luke Jeffcott discourse, I won't really understand because um, no, unless you exclusively watched the Mansfield game last season, then I can't imagine your any your opinion of him is is that high as a Swindon fan. I think he, I mean, he was finished by Charlie Austin. You sort of shrug your shoulders and go, given especially Charlie, Charlie Austin's personal form at the tail end of last season. And he just, I think he just blew hot and cold. You know, he, he, you can see why he did well at, at Plymouth. But again, if you don't have the players around you, it just wasn't to be. And his his form since leaving Swindon has sort of justified why people go, no, thank you. But they do have Seb Palmer Holden. I'm sure... Flynn mentions that that was a player that they wanted and he kind of signed for Newport when we played Bristol City in the friendly. And I think, I swear he highlighted that. I mean, he definitely sounds like he's, I don't know if it's just from playing football manager with Bath City at times and staring through the Bristol City under 23s looking for one month loans, but <laughs> he definitely isn't a player that rings a bell. And okay. I don't know if he was, if he was playing that day, but. No, he didn't play that day, but I think he was one that like, oh, they've signed him today and, we would have liked him sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, that that conversation seemed to happen every press conference where True. he would specifically mention one player who moved to a club. So it could very well have happened. I don't remember it specifically on that one. Okay, okay. Well, they've got plenty of decent players in, in, in good form. So it's going to be really difficult. In terms of injuries, we're looking okay if, if we take gunning at face value. Yeah, and always a dangerous game, of course, because Tom Brute was not listed as injured last week. Although... Thinking back, maybe the two-week gap made us forget to ask about him. But um, he said he's close to being available, which is usually manager speak for he'll be on the bench. 
Um, Tariq Uwakwe will be a bit too soon for him, but he's, he said maybe another week. So, um, you know, after a very long spell on the sidelines, he's he looks close to coming back in as, as another option. I, tough to know where he fits now because he was kind of signed as a as a left wing back, but uh, he'll be another option. And um, but Gavin <laughs> Gavin Gunn not necessarily drawn into. Um, is it nice to have him back? Conversations by Andrew Horses. Like, I mean, I've only met him about twice, but sure. Oh, dearie, dearie me. Well, we'll see how... Uh, well, There's always a chance that one disappears from the lineup too, given this farce of a question that we need answered and we never get the, the, the full story. Yeah, I mean, it definitely feels like there's at least one player every week who, who uh, apparently has a long-term injury, but they didn't have that at the time of the press conference. So uh, I'm sure someone will be a notable absentee and will be questioning why we weren't told about an injury to... Jake Kane or someone like that. Here's a question for you. What time do you get into Rodney Parade for 12.45 kickoffs? Well, I, I try and get to the grounds for away games like two hours before. So uh, I guess 10.45. I've, I've, I've not done a game at this time before, I don't think. so. He's not thought about it. Well, when I'm getting in for 9.30, <laughs> I'm getting in for 9.30, Joe. I mean, that seems very early, but... um. I hope you enjoy your mega lash. Two words for you. Six nations. Welsh rugby fans, the trains are insane. So you've got to go in early. Otherwise, you are hotboxed with a bunch of uh, people who've been drinking Guinness since 6am and have the flatulence to uh, to to prove that. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, I think you, have a, you are making a, a, good, a good point because I was doing... Um, some pretty ex- excessive gymnastics on the way to Rodney Parade last year, um, having to bend over the bit where people are supposed to put their bags just so everyone could fit in the carriage. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, they never have enough carriages on the way to, to Newport. And when the Six Nations are on, um, even it's a, it's a 4.45 uh, start time for Wales, Scotland. I, I think I'm not going in. I think I'm going in late to avoid the nonsense. Yeah, I think you would be getting in as as soon as they can. You know, if we could, if they, if the fixture people could let us avoid this for one for once, that would have been nice. But they've put us slap bang in the same spot two years in a row. Oh wow! Oh wow! Well, here we are. Um, poor old Rich. Um, I shall breathe in wherever possible. Anything else from Gavin Gunning in relation to Newport away? Um, he was again. He was he was asked about the atmosphere of of Rodney Parade potentially being. Um, a factor and he again said not really um we he said that the atmosphere is quite likely at swindon which is a bald-faced lie but it's nice that he said it um and he said and then he kind of again talked a little bit about the away games as well and the slight stylistic differences um that, that you have to you have to factor in in terms of being a bit more patient and and uh accepting not having the ball quite as much as you would normally expect but he didn't. He didn't really think the the crowd was going to make much of a difference. Is it a cliche to to just assume? It just feels like every midday or every pre three pm Saturday that I've ever been to, the atmosphere is always rubbish. There's efforts, but it's always just a little bit like is it, oh, it's just always a little bit too flat for my liking. And I hope that what ha- what's happened in the last twenty four hours makes a difference this year. It's it's not. 
Swindon's fault either. It's from both sides, and it's not just a Newport thing either. It's just just feels like nobody's ready for it yet. Yeah, it just throws off that equilibrium. It, it feels really strange that you're you're in a, it's you know you're in a ground and it's 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 not even one o'clock yet, and the and the game's going on. It, it it just feels wrong, and I think that throws everyone off. Which is obviously why the, there's that, I don't do betting, but there's always the mantra of never bet on the early kickoff because it's just a weird time. Back for gladiators, though. Yeah, yeah there's, always, there's, always, um, there's always silver linings to everything, as much as we have to suffer suffer everything that goes before it. OK, well, let's close or begin to close. We had Pharrell Johnson as the player guest, which was lovely. We've not heard from him. Very articulate, lovely chap. Let's go to the Joe zone first. Do we need to? <laughs> Yeah, thank you very much. I'm all good. Did you just type it all up? Uh, not all of it, as much as I can get down. So, do you type it all? Uh, yeah, uh, the rare sort of... Um, uh, them asking me a question. Uh, I didn't, didn't turn the recording off quick enough to stop him. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so I, I type as much as I can, which, as people will attest. Yeah, well... I loved the fascination of that, and I hope the conversation continued afterwards. Um, yeah, I've I, I really got this impression of, of somebody who is just so happy and relieved to be finally in senior football, which it's felt like he's waited quite a while for this. Yeah, he definitely felt like that. You know, uh, Even that question, obviously, I've, I've never been asked that by any player before, um, despite being sat in front of them furiously typing away. He... It all, it all feels quite new to him. And he has that kind of level of excitement that I feel like, again, we've talked a couple of times recently about um, about sometimes football is difficult to, to empathise with a little bit. But you could it, everything that he was about him was just like, this is, this is the kind of attitude I feel like I would have if I was in a, in a first-team environment. It was really nice. He was, he was a lovely guy um, to get to speak to. Not that I asked him any questions. Um, but he he just seemed like he was really enjoying it and getting the opportunity to show what he can do. And um, he quitted himself pretty well at the, at the weekend in his substitute appearance. So um, hopefully hopefully it's a sign of more to come. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a no-thrills performance last week and I was perhaps unfair in, in my wording, but what was clear is he didn't look out of place. That was his first ever senior game. It was great. Post game, you know, it was, he had one of those moments where he was talking to probably family just by the dugouts at full time because he's, you know, he's got a lot of pressure, hasn't he? I mean, he's the son of a, a very successful footballer in terms of longevity in this game, which is not easy to do. And to be the son of a footballer who played hundreds of times and played international in Michael Johnson, the former Jamaica international, played in the uh, championship for a long, long time. It, there, there must be a lot of pressure, even if the Johnson family don't apply that. It's just inevitable, isn't it? Yeah, you're always going to feel that way when when your your dad is also a footballer. You know, we see with with Brennan Johnson in terms of um, you know, all the, the number of cutaways that were happening when he was having his breakout season with Forrest. Whenever they were on the TV, it was always showing his dad in the stands. So, you know, it's it's it is clearly a big factor and it probably does weigh on you, especially when you, you head into that same thing as such. You know, everyone's always gonna Casper you know, Schmeichel could eventually escape it, but everyone's always thinking about your dad and, and what they did and can you be the same and um, that that has got to be difficult, but it sounds like they have a pretty healthy relationship in, in terms of that. 
Um, so and there's, it definitely doesn't sound like there's, they're, they're heaping the, you've got to be like me though, son, um, thing down on him. Yeah. And after a long career at Nottingham Forest, where he's been there since he was nine years old, nice to hear that John Bostock had uh, given him the green light to uh, give Swindon a go. Uh, John, what's Swindon like? It's all right. Oh, okay, fair enough. I can't imagine it be any more than that, given that it was what, 10 years ago when Bostock, 12 years ago when Bostock played for Swindon. Um, it just was a really nice listen. Uh, even if the answers weren't like hugely in depth, it just sounded like someone who's just like, I'm here and I'm happy. Yeah, so sometimes that that's as, well, possibly not in my profession, but certainly for well, from Andrew's point of view, sometimes it's it's just good enough to to kind of get the impression of a person more so than necessarily having loads of interesting answers because they were they were relatively brief and cliched for the most part but they were you know you could just get the sense of this is someone who is enjoying what they're doing and that's that's a very nice thing to to be able to witness certainly is and i got to have fun with the joe zone <laughs> for that one sorry joe that was me pretty impressive feat given some of the random nonsense i throw at various various footballers but uh I I I uh, decided decided not to engage this time, but uh, still get it in, I suppose. I'm supposed to throwing in the towel when it comes to predictions now. When you're pulling out a first clean sheet since October against Bradford, who brought on Jake Young, so all of the uh, ingredients for the Laura sod, and you said no, Rich, two nil Swindon. I didn't mind it. I loved it. What's the final score going to be this weekend, Joe? Given, given that I now have this sort of Joe Stradamus powers, it appears, I probably do have to keep on with the wins just because just cause if I don't, then, then I'll feel bad that I, I have the ability to impact things and don't use it properly. So um, let's go. Let's go exciting. Let's let's say things get a bit weird. Let's go 3-2 to Swindon, Ooh. embracing the new all attack, no defence style that our recruitment indicates. Sounds fantastic. I'm going to have to disagree because I need to try and catch up with you somehow. So if I go with a win, it doesn't do much. It doesn't do much to me. So I'm going to go Newport County 2, Swindon Town 2. I mean, it's it's an exciting day out, although um, and possibly, depending on goal scorers, enough to keep the good times going. So we'll take it, we'll take it. Oh, just to celebrate would be nice and even better if we score the equalising goal to make it 2-2, preferably with the last kick of the game. Joe, a pleasure as always. Thank you for that. Have a good one. Thank you very much, Rich. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music for the presser is provided by the awesome Drag Me Down and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on you Reds! Come on Swindon! Hi Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 